All right, we all lied. Ah, guys. son of a bitch. <laughs> no, we have died, and we now haunt <laughs> these sacred and hollow grounds of St. Augustine, Florida, mm-hmm. the oldest city mm-hmm. in the U.S. As all of you know out there, because only our listeners are the most intelligent, well-knowledge individuals. <laughs> well-knowledge? Yeah, I sound like a retard. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you can't say that word. Yeah, not anymore. Um, you guys know what I mean. I sound yeah. retarded. so on today's episode we're doing another lovely free form Mm -hmm. but without the aid of any substance other than sweat coffee and misogyny no wait not misogyny what was the other word we're looking for there i don't know what you're trying trying to say the other m word m word i think you know it i think you know it well i don't We'll get back to the end of the episode. <laughs> Look, we're going to pause this, and we're going to have a deep conversation. <laughs> of course, we're not being misogynistic, <clears throat> but something I wanted to talk about, because mm-hmm. yesterday, right. last night, 10.30 at night, we went on a ghost tour. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. We're in, by the way, we're uh, uh, in San Augustine, Florida. Uh, we're visiting Cody's brother, um, and we did a ghost tour yeah. last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was mm-hmm. More historically informational than particularly spooky. Right. Though we did touch on maybe some of the hollowed spirits. But one of the biggest things was, to me, the discussion about how a rich man beyond gaslit and abused and mistreated a woman. Mm-hmm. It was, it was horrendous. Horrendous to hear about. And to see the history surrounding it is, again, pretty horrific because these things still exist today. And I feel women's rights as even a human being are not even close to what they should be. Um, from social status to peer-to-peer relationship, it's all, it's all been so fucked. And without getting into that story too much, there was a, a rich man by the name of Henry Faulkner, I believe was his name. Was that what it was? Fulner, re- yeah. Fulner. I think it was Fulner, not mm. Faulkner. Henry Fulner. I don't remember. Honestly. See, it's, it's yeah. only been 12 hours and I've already forgotten <laughs> everything. Yeah. But the message sticks with me clearly. So he married a girl from upstate New York or someplace in New York. And she did not come from a wealthy background. Brought her down to Florida because she was sick and thinking the climate would help. It's hot as shit here. It did not help. And he cheated on her profusely it sounds like um nobody would accept her because of her social background status. social yeah. status mm-hmm. you know she was a commoner essentially and eventually she got into the kind of i guess uh what, what would you describe it spiritual ghost spooky seance right easy board um, and things of that nature because uh he was describing that uh that spiritual um, exploration at the time was pretty common, mm-hmm. right? So that's what she wanted to do, and then I guess that was um, you know acted against her eventually. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, the story goes that she tried killing him in his sleep, which mm-hmm. seems to be suspect now because eventually he got the newspapers on his side, which were all his rich friends as well. It seems um, basically everybody against her. And since, you know, it would be wrong to send your wife to prison for doing something like that, especially Mm -hmm. somebody of his status, declared her, for lack of a better term, insane or incapable. Mm -hmm. And she was sent to live out the rest of her lives in upstate, or sorry, central New York. Um, Velkirk, I believe, was the name of the, the town. And to spend the last remaining years and die there eventually. Uh it's just heartbreaking to hear these things Mm -hmm. continually and this was over a hundred years ago but even today still some women are subjugated in a very similar manner like yeah you're not going to an institution but you're essentially discriminated against and you're put into a social status that is equivalent to an institution you know where you can't have a job you can't be a certain type of person um even your rights are fucking taken from you. Mm-hmm. Now, every woman's rights taken from them. 
as far as abortion is concerned in the U.S. And it's just sickening. It's yeah, truly, truly one of the most vile, repressive things I could have imagined. And we're living it today in the world's most free country or greatest country. Um, and again, I'm not saying that as somebody who's anti-American. I'm saying that as somebody who's anti this version of America. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's just heartbreaking. What were your feelings on it? Well, actually, we talked about this a few minutes ago, but I was thinking that because beforehand uh, we were having dinner at this restaurant, and we encountered we had a conversation with this woman who uh, appeared to be alcoholic. She self-claimed as well. Right, self-claimed, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. She said that uh, she's been doing better. She had been doing better and all that. But she told us that one time there is a uh, uh, this <clears throat> law called Baker Standard or Act. Um, I don't I don't know exact name, but uh, what it does is that if if the state determines that you're uh, mentally incapable or mentally unstable, then they can lock you lock you up. Yeah, right. and it seemed this was at the discretion of her parents. Right. And this is a 30 something. I think she said she's 33 years old. Yeah, and then as I was listening to this story during the tour uh, about this woman particularly, I was thinking that, oh, maybe that Baker Act, whatever this thing is, uh, uh, originated from this um, particular incident because at that time, Henry, right, he probably couldn't, he needed a justification to... Uh, send her to this institution, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he convinced the judge, um, and then basically just became a precedent. And mm-hmm. then I think it's possible. I, I need to look it up, but um, I was just thinking that. Well, first, it's probably originated from this incident because that was the first time uh, ever done. And then we're talking late 19th century. We're not talking about like 15th century, 14th century. Not too far from now, yeah. you know. And then I was thinking that wow, it's kind of crazy. Of course, the Crane Baker Act or standard is not uh, only applicable to uh, female. I, I'm sure it's applicable to you know, regardless of gender, right? Yeah. But I was just thinking that wow, it's been over 200 years, and it's kind of crazy that this kind of law still exists today. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it disproportionately affects women and, as well. I mean, obviously, I need to look at uh, the law a little more objectively. I mean, I, I need to look it up. I need to l- l- mm-hmm. know about it more. But it's a, based on how, uh, based on her description, it sounded like it just didn't doesn't require too much of evaluation. Where it could be, it could be at least um, misused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it's kind of crazy again because this is. We were having dinner, like he was saying beforehand, before we even knew we were going to go on this ghost tour. Mm-hmm. And we encountered this woman, we had a conversation with her, discussing all these things, and then we come to, you know, we think it's entirely fucked up. Her entire situation surrounding it. And then only a few hours later are we being told about the same thing yeah. occurring to a woman not that long ago. Yeah. You know? Look at the level of progressiveness we've had there. I'm sure there's going to be people that can criticize and say, oh, this thing has been successfully, it's helped people, blah, blah, blah. But even in modern day, people are still fucked over. And we were talking about with her that, you know, I guess her father is a pastor in the church and she's bitter. Like, I don't want to forgive you. And a lot of people, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the South being predominantly a religious area, predominantly Christian or Catholic, push forgiveness as a essential tool to moving on. And I told her, I was like, yo, you don't have to forgive anybody. Mm-hmm. If that's not what you want to do, fuck people that tell you you have to do anything. Maybe that's not the path for her, you know? Or maybe the traditional type of forgiveness is not what's going to help get her through this alcoholism or, you know, the things she's struggling with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, again, these situations where we try to force somebody in a box that works for some people, but may not work for everybody. And that person cannot perform in that box. They can't mm-hmm. get through it. What what can you do when traditional means doesn't work for everybody? And then what can we do as a society when we start to realize, like, 
all the things that we've called traditionally successful actually aren't. You know, we're actually running to one of the first times where we're standardizing, categorizing, using statistics to arrive to these conclusions that this is a successful way to treat somebody or help somebody. When in the past we've just said this is the way, primarily because it's tied to a religious belief, an ethical and moral clause, or moral clause, and it's fucking people's lives up and ruining them. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we were talking about with, or Kai and I talked after, you know, she and her husband went their way was, you know, you can run into somebody who's going through something. And if you say to them the thing they've heard a million times, something like, hey, what have you tried therapy? You know, common term, common phrase, common expression to get help. And they've heard it a million times. They're going to react the same way they've reacted a million times before. But rather, Kai led in with some personal experience. I let in with some personal experience and we had an entirely different conversation with that person. Yeah. You know, rather than shutting them down because this is a, for most people, it would be probably uncomfortable. This person's basically dumping on me. They're drunk. Mm-hmm. They're, it's heavy stuff. It can be very heavy. Right. But rather than just shut them down with the, the normal response, like, oh, you should see somebody yeah. or laugh it off and kind of cold shoulder them. We engage with her. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, the, they that really changed the nature of the conversation, yeah. right? I mean, I think initially that's how it started. I think that she was just dumping it on us. I mean, she was just a vent. She was she wanted to vent, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when she started feel that okay, these guys are actually trying to have a genuine conversation with me, she was it was not you know dumping out anymore. Yeah, it was not. It was it, it became. A genuine conversation and yeah. then her like we could tell by her accent you know choice of words you know the things that she was saying the way she was talking about this thing we could tell that okay now she's completely engaged in this conversation yeah yeah right and then she told us that um you know i really appreciate you guys you yeah know? yeah right you felt a genuine relationship mm-hmm. connection like wow there's somebody that actually cares enough yeah. To even dive into this without even knowing me. Yeah. You know, exactly. there's a level of like shared humanity there. Mm-hmm. And all the time we forget about this because we're so focused on our own thing. We'd be like, hey, man, we're out on dinner. We're on vacation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with this right now. But what an opportunity you miss to actually connect and understand something. Mm-hmm. Learn something about somebody else and yourself. You know, you know what I mean? And just like we were talking about last night, these opportunities are presented to us time and time again. If we're open to them. Right. If we don't put our guards up. If we don't say, like, I have to behave a certain way. I have to respond a way. I have to respect a certain social standard. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the restaurant we went to, without knowing, because we didn't walk inside, it's, you know, the windows have uh, <laughs> right. shades on them. But it was a high-end restaurant. We had no idea. Um, and we're in fucking tank tops. We're, you know, I'm actually wearing a dress shirt right now. But last night, you and I are just in, like, yeah. workout clothes, essentially, you know. Sorry, jeans, boots, mm. and tank tops. So we don't look the part. And I have to think partially, and again, the reason this came up, she complimented his hair. You know, we were sitting next to each other. It's because we didn't look that part. So right. you know, since, oh, they don't look like everybody else around here, maybe they're not going to respond the same way that all these other people That's respond. That's a good point, actually. Maybe maybe she thought that, you know. Maybe this that's why she started to have a conversation with us yeah yeah i I didn't think about that but yeah yeah. i mean when you fall into a normal all the time and again you shouldn't assume anything because what somebody's wearing Mm -hmm. that's just you know what are you doing you're you're robbing them of who they are you're robbing yourself of the chance to figure out who they are and who you are in relation to them but there is something i think very special in just kind of presenting yourself in a way that you want to be presenting yourself and then other people can sense some of these things it sounds like spiritual woo-woo nonsense, but I'm sure there will come a time where we'll realize all these inputs are responsible for specific outputs in the way we view things. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is to say is that, like, look, guys, there's opportunities all around us. Did we fix her life? No. Did she help our our life and our journey? Yeah. Did we potentially help each other? Yeah. Did we potentially build a better connection with humanity and love and things like that? even though nothing was solved in a traditional sense, I would say absolutely. 
Like, that sparked even more joy in me to build those deeper connections with people and want that. And I've had that. We talked about this last night. I've had so many of those interactions in my life with complete strangers just because I'm open to have the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a mm-hmm. preset ju- preset bias. I just want to hear them out. You know, what's going on? And yeah. a lot of people just want to be listened to, man. They yeah. just want to be heard. Like, yeah. actually feel like heard. Not, not oh, I'm talking and the other person's just waiting to spit out what they want to spit out. Right, know? right. And that's how you form deep relationships with people. You hear them. They hear you. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard that I think a lot of people are longing for this, this deep sense of connection. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, how this society can be more healthy if we can mutually do this more often, you know, like just talking to a stranger, um, you know, usually people have a conversation uh, about small things, mm-hmm. right? Or superficially. And I mean, sometimes rightfully so, right? I mean, we're having, uh, we wanted to have a great time last night. You know, we wanted to go out and, you know, go to bar or whatever. Uh, and then I was tired. I mean, I'm still tired. I mean, I, you know, we haven't been able to really s- sleep well. But at the same time, if we really have genuine conversation, even as a stranger, really, if you feel somebody's being sympathetic, somebody's really listening to you, I thought that, wow, this world could be, society could be way healthier than now. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that most people don't do. I just assume that don't because we're all busy. You know, we have our agenda. You know, we are, you know, suffering in our own ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, those conversations don't have to be like, 30 minutes an hour you know we could as last as short as five minutes but even that short time if you are trying to really listen to them you know don't try to project your ideas or just listen to them right i feel you i mean i feel your pain i mean i don't have a solution i'm sorry for you you know just that could be enough even you know and i was just thinking in my head that i mean i know this is just probably fantasy that in my head i mean probably that's not going to happen ever but if we can try to do mutually and collectively this more often i think the society could be really healthy i mean healthier at least i mean i totally agree with you i think we're not designed to take on the burden of life solely for ourselves yeah i mean we see this when they do sociological studies that community and relationship is very important to the human psyche Mm -hmm. and What's so wrong with taking on a little bit of somebody's burden? Yeah. And it's just burden of understanding. Yeah. Hey, dude, you're not alone. You're. It's okay that you feel that way. Yeah. Like, I'm not here going to tell you, like, it's wrong to feel bad or bitter. It's wrong to feel vengeful. It's wrong to be addicted to something. I'm not here to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're fucking killing yourself over that shit every night. I don't need to add to that. Yeah. I want to help take away. I'll be All like, right. yo, dude, it's okay, man. Like yeah you're going through this you know what do you want to do about it but i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna hear you let me let me take some of that load for you and in turn you know i can offer some of the load that i potentially have and for whatever reason that shared burden seems to build a way stronger sense of community and a whole bunch of different things because you can get perspective that's not through your eyes but through somebody else's Mm -hmm. and when it's an understanding one Suddenly, maybe they think, oh, maybe I'm being too harsh on myself, you know, mm-hmm. or they can change the stimuli in the way they've seen themselves because it's something new for them or yeah. it's something that doesn't happen frequently. So you're right. basically giving them new inputs mm-hmm. and then that changes the way they look in internally. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, look, you go to therapy. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, the one of the main points, right? I mean... A lot of times therapists really don't have an answer for you like yeah, immediate solution for you right <laughs> i mean yes so you're not god or anything if god exists whatever but the point is i think during uh, a, a traditional therapy session the reason you feel better i mean in a successful session um imagine the reason you feel good you, you imagine you feel better uh after the session is that you feel heard meaning mm-hmm. that 
you had a doubt before. Is this is this okay? I mean, is this justifiable? I'm the feelings that I have. Am I crazy even, right? Yeah, but yeah. when you're heard, you don't have an answer to it, but at least you know that okay, this feelings I have is normal. Yeah. This is okay. Okay? Let's deal with it, right? I mean, that's yeah. a good starting point. And like I said, when we have this genuine genuine conversation with someone, you know, that's I think what we can do to make yeah. them feel that heard. Okay, what I'm feeling is justifiable. Yeah, we yeah. probably wouldn't need therapists if we were just all a little more uh, <laughs> <laughs> understanding of one another. Right. Less harsh. Yeah. That's a helicopter. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're out here for the audio listeners. We're recording on a screened-in porch because I think the ambiance is a little more. Mm-hmm. In a vacation house yeah, now. We don't have yeah, a you know, proper it's, place. It's nicer. And this back porch is beautiful. I love this place, by the way. Uh, by the way, uh, we're about 21 minutes in. Um, oh, man. Sorry for you guys. <laughs> but to all you free people out there, our camera is broke, so... Yeah. If, if we don't have an episode video-wise next week, it's because it's fallen apart completely. And we'll do what we can to repair it. But thanks for listening to us. And yeah. please get out there and just try to be a little understanding people. Put your guards down. Put your expectations mm-hmm. down. Have some real conversation. Or be someone that's willing to share and risk it. Because there are other people out there that will will listen to you. You know? Yeah. All right. Thank all you, guys. Right. See you, guys. Bye. All right, we are live for part two. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even gonna say anything. It's fine because these are the well, seriously. Listeners. You know what I mean? Like, okay, seriously, I'm gonna come up with something better next time. Well, not necessarily better, but something different at least. You know, you don't because I am tired of listening. <laughs> uh, welcome back, our Patreon members. Um, Rebecca, uh, thank you. We really appreciate you. Um, Thank you, Rebecca. upgrading your uh, tier. Yeah, tier we hope two. you hope um, you're enjoying the coffee. Yeah, please let us know. I saw you just followed uh, me on Instagram last night. So oh I fo- yeah, I followed you back. You don't have any posts though, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now we can you know communicate directly on maybe Instagram, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, just yeah. or if you're in Arizona DM or, yeah come whatever. climb with us or come you know share coffee or something. Oh, I guess we're not going to be in Arizona all month, so uh, maybe, empty promises right yeah, now. Yeah, so we're <laughs> <laughs> so we're in uh, Florida now, uh, and then we're going to be in New York, flying out to New York tomorrow, mm-hmm. and upstate New York. We're going to stay there for about a month, and then back to Arizona, and then stay there. I would say max a week, and then uh, we're moving to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. So. But if we have a chance, we can always, you know, meet up or have coffee or have yeah. a conversation if you want, of course. Yeah. We're not pushing yeah, pressure's anything, on. All the Patreon <laughs> members are looking at you. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let us know about uh, how you think of coffee and, on, you know, the podcast, if you have any questions. Yeah, topics that. you want covered. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And then Lee. That'd be great. Lee. Buddy. Yeah. Can't wait to see you. Meet your... Well, let's not get into personal details, but I guess. But yeah. can't wait to meet your girlfriend, buddy. It's going to be great. Yeah. And thank you, Chris, uh, Cass Murray, mm-hmm. Sins Wolf, John Otts, all you guys. I uh, appreciate every contribution and just mm-hmm. listening, honestly. I mean, the fact that you're willing to listen and hopefully some of it has an impact that's meaningful to you. Or at least can give you uh, a little new stimuli. Maybe yeah. think of things a little bit differently mm-hmm. than you thought of before. Want to hear your feedback. And, and feedback doesn't have to be anything more than, oh, it was cool. I hated it. I yeah. liked it. it. It could be anything. Yeah. yeah could be open. negative. We're welcome. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's no bad information out there. Yeah. It's just information. Mm-hmm. But now we're continuing on from our topic earlier, talking about authentic conversations, being genuine, understanding, and kind of taking the burden of others. So, mm-hmm. Let's carry on from there. Yeah. Also, uh, we apologize uh, if we don't have uh, video form uh, this week uh, because our camera seems to be broken. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, it could be okay. We don't know. But yeah. we'll. It's uh, kind of a test run. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to put it out there before we start resume our conversation. But <sighs> can we even afford? New- <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, in conjunction with our Patreon page, we'll be starting a GoFundMe for oh, a man. throwaway camera. Yeah, no. <laughs> hopefully it's uh, fixable list uh, at a lower cost, cost. But yeah, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. But again, this topic is freeform, though mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe we'll have to change the episode title, considering our first 20 minutes were mm-hmm. pretty heavily into not really open-ended conversation. Yeah, we don't get to follow our traditional freeform path of mm-hmm. smoking some weed or being high. Yeah. So the conversation, not to say it's entirely different, but the mm-hmm. means to which we arrive at it is different. Um, so, Florida, man, I, I'm really impressed with St. Augustine. The yes. architecture, the Spanish Absolutely. influence. I mean, this is our, I mean, I don't know about you, but this is my fourth visit mm-hmm. um, to Florida. Mainly was uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, those, you know, popular areas yeah don't get me wrong i, I love that areas but i always thought that i don't think i, I want to leave here um yeah. but i mean san augustine when i came here first of all it just looks nothing like really just traditional cities in florida <laughs> <laughs> really at all yeah nothing like none like it really i mean it has a lot more characters in it historical i mean obviously this is the uh, oldest city uh, Old city in the U.S. Is yeah, I just didn't know that either. Dude, I wouldn't have known it. I, yeah. I just figured but, East Coast. I mean, this place is amazing. Um, beautiful. Historical. And the old buildings are still here. Even houses were in here. I mean, the wooden floor is beautiful. And this back porch. I guess like in you know Phoenix or Dallas and all the cities that I've uh, lived before. Uh, heavily modernized, right? Yeah. I, I'm not okay. Uh, obviously, speaking against it, but it's really good to be in this kind of old vibe city mm-hmm. that um, you know still preserve uh, a lot of old um, uh, traditional things. Yeah, um, it's I, really I, I think, refreshing. I think a large reason that there's this deep level of satisfaction in being in these places, mm-hmm. or a deep appreciation, is that. Because of the technology we had at the time point, mm-hmm. most of the things surrounding you that are still surviving were from hours of craft. Oh, people, yeah. you know, man hours, people that worked. And again, I'm not justifying, you know, how those <laughs> came about, you know, a lot of slave right. labor, shit like that. It's fucked up entirely. But yeah. you can see, like, the level of craftsmanship, detail. And there's something totally different about a building mm-hmm. that's made of wood that somebody went and cut out a tree versus something that was, like, mass produced in a factory. Yeah. Right? You oh, know, yeah. something that's 100%. cut purely 100% the same time. Not 100%, right? But 99.9% accurate, the same board over and over, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's something deep in us that can sense that, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, the level of human interaction with the material, Absolutely. with the product. Mm-hmm. And you see this even in food, right? People handling your food. If it's fucking microwaved and it came from a factory, mm-hmm. It's not the same as a guy in the kitchen that got it, like, farm to table, went and he picked out the fish that day, mm-hmm. he went to the local garden, and now he's throwing it together and cooking it. There is something so different in both those things. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the same fish, the same vegetable, mm-hmm. the preparation, where they came from, and everything that goes into it is really what changes the outcome and our right. perception surrounding it. Yeah. I mean, I think also uh, one of the great great things about this old cities and you know traditional things is that you can't like you like you said is uh, a lot of things are uh, crafted by man right mm-hmm. and you can kind of have that intimate connection with yeah. it right wow this wasn't made by a human being before <laughs> yeah. crazy right i mean i could never do that yeah. right so like you can kind of connect to that despite the time difference you can kind of connect yeah. to that you know person. and you can also understand the amount of sp- hours spent to master and mm-hmm. expertise that went into even to develop that mm-hmm. right like yeah. oh i freaking get it like yeah i'm not an expert in that specific field mm-hmm. but i've put time into other things mm-hmm. so i can truly appreciate that somebody was the master of the craft and went and did that yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i truly can appreciate and understand that and you're surrounded by it yeah. it's almost impossible not That's to be point. aware of it you're just like yeah. wow and it's almost inspirational yeah, in that way like, it's like, um, I mean, what they did, the skill set, the profession, it was basically the way of life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just like a Musashi. I mean, it's like 
slaying things with Musashi's katana, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's a great feeling. And then also, I really appreciate, I mean, more than anything, I think I have appreciation for those who have been trying to preserve those things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were a lot of push to, you know, for developments, for example, yeah. more commercial, you know, uh, lands, stores, all that. I'm sure. I'm sure, fucking sure that happened. Yeah. But I'm sure also on the other side, there were people who, you know, try actively try to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a deep appreciation for this kind of city. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's in the bones. And then even the people, man. The people, of, again, it's the South. People are pretty friendly in the South. Yeah. But we've encountered some really just genuine, authentic people. You know, you sit there, hey, man, what restaurant would you recommend? Oh, no, they actually want to sit there and talk to you for a minute and give you, this is where that you should go. This is where the locals go. Mm-hmm. This is what's good. You know, yeah, I'll try to avoid this, blah, blah, blah. Because they genuinely have an appreciation for the city and they don't want it misrepresented. Yeah. Right? They fucking yeah. love this place. They're like, they're doing their best to maintain that standard and that mm-hmm. status quo of like, no, this is a cool place. We need to be cool. Mm-hmm. And I amazingly respect that, especially in a place like this that could so easily become just a tourist trap mm-hmm. and yeah. can just be commercialized. So again, like you're saying, there's people that are actively like, fuck that. You're not going to commercialize us. <laughs> you're not going to do that to right. this town. And that's what the guy was saying on the ghost tour we mentioned yesterday. He's speaking about one of their mayors um, back in, I think, 2013, who owned a piece or several buildings there in the historic downtown district, which used to be all Spanish colonies, so the heart of St. Augustine. And there was a <laughs> coincidental fire mm-hmm. right after he submitted for permits to build something or tear those down. And the city still, to this day, refuses to give that yeah. guy a permit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nine, exactly. Yeah. And on the tour, you know, I was like, there was like, you know, 15, how many people were on that tour? Maybe 10, 12 people yeah. last night. I was like, fuck yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I found that so refreshing. Like, nah, yeah. dude. No, we're not selling out to you. <sighs> a person yeah. in a position to take advantage of the system, even a mayor, still yeah. this town. was like, nope, uh-uh, no, sir. Yeah. And it's still a vacant, empty lot. Yeah. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah, that's awesome. And also, uh, we went to the gym, climbing gym, by the way. Um, stone climbing. <laughs> shout out to stone climbing. <laughs> you guys rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the grades, we expected to be soft. Yeah, but it was yeah. Not. They were not. <laughs> and then uh, the guys there were super hel- super helpful. Um, actually, that's why I asked him. Like, he actually came to us to... Tell us that, oh, you know, how are you guys enjoying this? And then, you know, if you guys need any suggestion, you know, let me know. And then I asked, I asked him, uh, do you have any suggestion for recommendation for a good seafood restaurant? Because we went to this five-star <laughs> uh, seafood restaurant reviewed by thousands of people. We went there, great view, by the way, and a uh, great place. It looks certainly high in place yeah, and inexpensive as well. The food was probably a decent, like equivalent to a decent seafood restaurant. Yeah. Uh, something went wrong, right? Camera problems, like we talked about, just shut off. So give a yeah. second, guys. So, um, sorry, guys. Uh, like we worried about, the camera <laughs> decided it was time to go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it looks like a camera's done i don't know for now yeah, it was just now, i'm really sorry guys um especially rebecca i know you uh just upgrade upgraded your tier two um uh which is a video format but um for next week we're uh, we'll, we'll try our best uh to fix it and then make sure that next week there was a um video format but for now it's just that um we're, we're in san augustine um it's kind of hard to find a place to repair it even at this point. Uh, we don't even know actually it is repairable. So I'm really, I really apologize for it. Sorry, everybody. Um, and Lee, everybody else. Yeah, everybody else. Yeah, I'm a little sorry, guys. But uh, we'll continue this uh, in a, uh, audio format. Yeah, so you were yeah. you were saying that mm-hmm. the guys at the climbing gym, stone mm-hmm. climbing there. Oh, yeah, so the, the uh, seafood restaurant. And then he told us about this uh, restaurant, and we went there. 
um, on Google reviews it was 4.5 um, compared to the other one five star difference <laughs> a 0.5 star difference but uh, it was amazing <laughs> oh my goodness it was so good yeah so and then, good. you know I just give the background yes I mean foods can be very um, you know subjective obviously but also there are objective uh, factors that you can um, use them uh, used to judge the quality of food right overcooked or undercooked or the sauces to overpowering you know things of that nature right but this restaurant uh, I had this um, daily entree it was I think a Cuban style uh, mahi mahi which is screw fish by the way <laughs> with uh, rice I don't know how to describe that rice saffron oh is that it I believe it was saffron rice okay but it was amazing. I mean, there were so many flavors in it, sweetness and the spiciness here and there. And then, you know, the fish was just perfectly cooked, oh. soft. And on top of it, I think this, um, the taste of typical ceviche. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I was really surprised. Oh, I've, I've n- I had never had this ceviche, uh, like a flavor with cooked fish before. Mm. And I'm like, wow, this is brilliant. But, yeah, the place was great. Catch 27. Shout out to you guys. You're killing it, man. Killing it. If you go to St. Augustine. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? In the heart of the historic downtown district. Again, like we were talking about, you go somewhere like that in most places and you think, ah, crap, here we go again. I mean, apparently a lot of restaurants there are not great because the local yesterday uh, from the smoker shop, she told us that, yeah, this is like tourist place and a lot of places are not great. But that place. Uh, was great yeah, yeah they haven't sold out at all they've mm-hmm. elevated and it yeah. was delightful yeah because i i tried yours as well i had the shrimp and grits and it was i mean it was amazing again with the mahi mahi but yours was i mean you always go with the chef's daily entree yeah. he's got one but i figured <laughs> out he's got it you know what i mean like oh, i'll try it for you yeah. and you know we'll share around try a few different things but damn i should have got what you got <laughs> <laughs> you know it makes me curious what they got today yeah but um, how was your experience in the uh, climbing gym? The climbing gym was mm-hmm. more than exceptional. I loved it. The size mm-hmm. of the gyms, small. And typically when you go to, again, we kind of thought the grades were going to be soft, and that's what I expected. I'm like, it's Florida. There's mm-hmm. no rock climbing nearby at all. So I just figured potentially whoever's opening this gym, it might just be a means to make money or it's yeah. primarily aimed at kids, you know, something of that nature, mm-hmm. but very modern. They had the, the walls were wood walls, right? So wood paneling yeah. walls. And then they had the newer holds, which makes a huge difference. But despite that through the grade ranges, even low grade V2 still challenging stuff that you would see and find outside. And I was really impressed by that because so many times you go to a commercial gym or something that's popular and most of the grades are so far from reality mm-hmm. that it's it's laughable. You're just climbing a ladder that happens to be look like climbing holds, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was refreshing to see the variation in style, difficulty. And then again, the people there, a lot of fit people, friendly people. The staff was excellent. <clears throat> Upstairs they had a kilter board. And just overall impressed by the ambiance the vibe and then it seems like most people there mm-hmm. surf which makes sense right you got surfers here so it's cool to see that overlap in the surfing community and the climbing because they do share a lot of similar th- values and things like that mm-hmm. and it made me think wow i could i could probably live here you know with a climbing gym like this yeah i don't have real rock but i go surf and I go mm-hmm. climb. And now, because I actually went, the day we went climbing, an uh, Australian friend who taught me climbing, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a surfer and he lives here. And we happened to meet <laughs> up. And he, I went out with him and learned how to surf. Like, Grant, I'm not good or anything. But I stood up and I actually rode one wave, like properly turned on the wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was able to stand up on multiple waves. But what a freaking awesome experience. Yeah. And I was so enamored immediately with it sitting there just the ocean crashing waves coming yeah this beautiful cloud sun setting i'm exhausted man i don't want to just catch the wave i just want to ride it and it just felt so analogous to life like it's often compared to 
and I got it, man. I totally, I just get it. I get why people fall in love with this and pursue yeah. it. And it's their thing. It's all about surfing. Yeah. I totally understood it. Um, so St. Augustine is just fucking cool, man. That's all I'm <sighs> yeah. saying. I really feel like I can live here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this maybe episode later. will be a theory of uh, St. Augustine now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, there wouldn't be a... Uh, too far-fetched, I think. No, especially yeah. since St. Augustine, our first 20 minutes, we're talking about things that probably saints yeah. would talk about. You yeah. Know? Understanding people, being kind, compassionate. Mm-hmm. There you go. All these types of nature. There you go. Uh, you, heard, you heard it here first, podcast listeners. This episode is going to be titled St. Augustine. This is wow, why. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's actually cool that, you know, we should do this more often. Um, even in Thailand, I mean, we did a theory of Thailand, but we didn't do a, ta- uh, a theory of... Aung. Aung. Krabby. Inside joke there. That. Yeah, I think this is a good theme. You know, we can have uh, even like a playlist on YouTube or, you know, in our uh, archive, mm-hmm. you know, a theory of places, you know, rather than country. I mean, there could be two different things, I guess, but, you know, it's more specific things, right? Yeah. I mean, we're... Totally, the things that we talked about earlier, uh, the first twenty minutes. That's not something we would normally talk about. And if we were to do, for example, a theory of Florida, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, even if we titled the episode prematurely, we probably wouldn't have talked about it. Yeah. Interestingly enough. Oh, I like that actually. So, yeah. tell us what you think about that. Would you like to hear more content surrounding the places and the experiences within them? I mean, we already do that a lot, yeah, but for sure, something in regards to similar what the first twenty minutes were like. We'd love to hear your feedback in that regard. But we're, like you're saying, you know, we're about to go out to New York. Got a wedding, got some climbing to do out there, friends to see, um, people to catch up with. But yeah. I think Troy has a very similar vibe to here. Yeah, it's yeah, I think super so. old mm-hmm. architecture and all that, and the community is heavy in the sense that they want people. They want to maintain that factor of, like, this is a cool spot, mm-hmm. um, and we're not sellouts. And unfortunately, there's a lot of gentrification occurring there at the moment. Yeah. Things of that nature, but... A strong sense of communi- community, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there still is, but it's hard. This is kind of the, the one of the neg- many negative sides, side effects of capitalism, commercialism, and materialism in general is that it comes and wipes out these cool communities, you know and instagram as well oh the place looks cool and then people go there and again i'm not saying you gotta be an asshole that's like oh you're not local you're not cool but Mm. if you're going somewhere rather than trying to change it you try to adapt yourself there you go yeah yeah like you don't have to be that thing or be that idea you can have your twist on it but don't sit there and be outright like no this is the way it should be this is what we need yeah where's my chilies blah 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 like come on guys what are we doing we got to be understanding (sighs) just like a personal relationship Mm -hmm. with somebody you come into it you try to understand them listen to them hear them yeah and then maybe you can add a little bit of your twist in two cents but don't force it down people's throat exactly it it's no different in a city it's no different in a town no different in a company right and if you're at so at so far odds with that place don't go there (laughs) yeah exactly i mean you may not you know, you may find it difficult to understand why you shouldn't do it. Well, then at least try to think this way. Like, just respect them. It's, it's their way of life. Respect it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an important point, right? I mean, I, I don't want to really fall into this another, uh, like, religious topic, but... You know, that's exactly what a lot of religious people do, right? Go to another, you know, area where um, their religion is uh, dominantly different. And you're trying to fucking convert them. Yeah. You know? I think that's... I don't know. The way I think it is that that is their way of life. Okay? If you want to convert them, you should find another way to do it. Yeah. Don't. That's intrusive. Yeah. Going there and land. How dare you? And then trying to preach your religious belief. You know. I don't know. I I, I find it very intrusive. Uh, like I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't welcome anybody who wants to come into my place and tells me that 
oh, the way you do things here are wrong. You know? You should do this. You should do this. Get the fuck out of my house, right? Especially when that person doesn't have an understanding of, like, geographically or culturally why this is the way it is right now. Like, who are you to come in and fucking undo essentially all of history? Yes, exactly. Their religion is not just religion. Every identity, identity, uh, every part of their lives are connected to it. You know, it's not that simple, man. Yeah. You know? Like asking 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 them to convert is to ask them to, you know, trash all of their values first. It's tantamount to suicide for a yeah. lot of people. Identity. Identity wise. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying you can't present your ideas and things of that nature, but mm-hmm. you have to even learn how to communicate. And right. if you don't understand the people, their culture, their background, the region and all those things, guess what? Your words are falling on deaf ears and you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to speak in an entirely different language and make them see your point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I you think, don't even understand their point of view. That's why you're trying to convert them to yours. Right. I think <laughs> it can be done at least in a better way, in a respectful way, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I The, the reason I brought it up is that uh, I guess I was thinking about the Native Americans, you know, you know um, a lot of them were brought here to build this, uh, build some buildings here and buried and, you know, all this shit, right? I mean, yeah, I a was, lot forced to convert to Catholicism. Yeah, it was uh, heartbreaking, you know? Like like I, I told you uh, earlier, I mean, it's not like I didn't know that before, you know? But he, I, I always saw it as just history. <laughs> I guess it was uh, more of like uh, concepts that I had mm-hmm. before, but... You know, today I feel, I feel like I just feel their suffering. You know, yeah. like just imagine you're just taken away from your community and your land and your family and friends, and then brought to a new place you have no idea you have you haven't seen before. You can't communicate with them properly. You can't understand what they're saying, and then just you're forced to do things. Yeah. How fucking horrible is that? And if you don't, they kill you or torture you or maim you in some way so you're forced to comply. <sighs> yeah. I feel their pain. Yeah. And it's really heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. And that's this this is kind of the problem with the word even history in modern context is that mm-hmm. it almost lulls you into a sense of this is the past, it doesn't affect the present. Mm-hmm. When it is entirely related to current day activity. It's yeah. not separate. Yeah, you mm-hmm. might not be aware of the connection, but it is today. Yeah. Yesterday is today. Mm-hmm. It's all intertwined. And if you don't understand it, mm-hmm. how can you ever appreciate it or really move forward and get through it, right? How do you not repeat it? Mm-hmm. It's like that you know, common saying, those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it. There's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know something's been invented for, you know, sociologically, economically, or whatever it is, chances are you'll probably think, oh, this is a new good idea, and let's try it again. And maybe yeah. we just keep running into the same problems over and over and over again. And then you're also combating the people that are just stagnant in their lives and thinking that things should never change, that there's only one way to live, there's only one life, there's only one truth. And they... <laughs> It's, it's crazy because if you really believe that and you're content with it, why do you need other people to believe it? Yeah. You know, like if it's really that powerful and truthful and impactful, why is it dependent on that other people believe it as well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're telling me your belief and your truth is so powerful. It's only powerful when other people believe it. That yeah. doesn't seem like truth to me. Like it needs yeah. something to else believe it to make it true. Like that doesn't sound like the truth. Yeah. That sounds like ego or some other thing masquerading as truth. Yeah. I think a lot of those problems uh, really stem from the fact that there's no diversity and variety in culture and religion and all that. You know? I think as as soon as we become uniform, there, there start to uh, be problems. Yeah. You know, like Native Americans, they they had different values too among them. You know, but they didn't kill each other 
just for that reason alone. Yeah. You know? Just respect their way of living. Don't try to force your value onto somebody else. And, I mean, we are living in the world, though, ironically, right? What kind of a government form do we have today? Dominantly one, right? Mm-hmm. Democracy. I think... I don't know if this, if, if, if this is going to ever change, but I think that's where really... Um, the problem stems from yeah, the, yeah. you know complete destruction of diversity yeah. and when we try to have uniformity among humanity that's where we start to have problems no freedoms because why because you have only one form of government one form of society that we all agree that this is the best form yeah. you know I mean this is not my idea uh, David Gaber's Dawn of Humanity he was ta- he's talking about you know uh basically forms of freedom that we think we have but we don't have right uh, i mean don't get me wrong we in comparison some society have more freedom than the others right yeah. i mean obviously but he's talking about you know the current government systems you know um problem with the freedom is that um we don't have freedom of um for example uh, the reason that we don't have uh, much freedom in comparison to um, thousands of years ago, right? When we had more diversity in society, uh, societal forms is that because we don't have freedom to reject our values, uh, reject certain values. Mm-hmm. We're, we're born into values that we have yeah. to accept. There is no choice. Yeah. And then freedom of, uh, and then control of information by government. We don't know all the information they have. Yeah. Even though we say, you know, quote unquote, this is democracy, we elect people to do certain things for us, but we don't, they largely control all the information that are advantages to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it's funny, you know, because government at this point is, at least in the US primarily, is so conflated with the economic standard of capitalism that I don't even argue that. The government is capitalism. Capitalism yeah. is the government, right? We see that with lobbying and things of that nature mm-hmm. all the time. But you're right. They control our values and we can't reject it. And then our entire reality is built upon this value system from the books, the media. Everything we consume, mm-hmm. large in part, has been capitalized on and then reinforced with that value system. So how do you ever get out of it? How do you ever escape it? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you can. But you can at least be aware that maybe I'm trapped by it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you can start asking more questions. And then slowly but surely, you create and start building a different value system. Mm-hmm. And then the other even further difficulty in that is that you're using words. And all your language is built upon this value system. So when I say to you, you know, I'm a compassionate person. My idea and form of compassion is so entirely dependent, or sorry, not dependent, but different than maybe the Christian idea of compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, Christian's idea of compassion, I'm going to tell you about Christ. I'm going to save you from hell. Mm. My idea of compassion, I'm going to understand you and where you're coming from and try to bend to understand you. You know what I mean? And impart some of my, who I am to you, but not with the intention that you see it the way I see it. Yeah. Right? And there we go. There's the problem. Wow, we're both using the word compassion, but they mean different things. Yeah. And then conflict can arise between this difference, right? This contrast. And so that's why personal relationship to me is like king. It's tantamount to understanding. I can't understand you if I don't know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Even if we're using the same words, the same language. Yeah. You can't understand me unless you know where I'm coming from. And all the time we're trying to supersede this. And we want to fall into these neat, tight little things like I'm a climber. You know, I'm a teacher. I'm an occupation. Mm-hmm. I'm a hobbyist. Whatever it is, we're just trying to categorize ourselves and reduce the infinite to a finite form, which we can never be, which is not yeah. the nature of reality. Nothing is necessarily finite. We can conceptualize and make it finite via conception, but mm-hmm. is that really the true nature of reality? You know? Uh, just food for thought, questions to ask yourself, because I think you arrive to some not interesting conclusions but some mm-hmm. interesting thoughts and ideas when you think this way and it yeah. changes the way you behave honestly yeah it entirely changes the way i interface with people mm-hmm. because of the way i think about things when i stop seeing things so uniformly and singularly binary mm-hmm. black and white suddenly my relationships my experiences all change with that right 
Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, I certainly think that certain values could be, you know, negative in certain ways. I mean, you can, you know, formulate in different ways for sure. I, I, I admit that fact. But also at the same time, instead of really, I mean, this is really problem of, uh, let me rephrase it. When somebody has different value, instead of thinking that you're wrong because you're different from me, try to understand why. I think that's a good start. And then that's the more that's a more productive way of looking at different values. Oh, why is why does that person hold that value? Yes. Why is that? Try to understand them. You know, I mean, we talked about, you know, I I I was thinking recently that like gender identity and all that. I used to think that's fucking crazy, stupid. You know, I, I'm just being honest right now. Uh, but I was thinking that what's the point of doing that? I, I just stopped myself. Like, what's the point of me thinking that these people are crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yes, we have biology and all that. I, I, I'm not trashing those ideas. Not at all. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I, I do uh, think that those biological definitions exist. And then, you know, you know, chromosome, whatever. I mean, all those things. I'm not an expert. But I was I, I just recent, this is really recent thought, but I just thought to myself, what's the point of doing that? What's, what is, uh, what can I achieve by doing that? Yeah. Other than just trash talking, right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's just effectively become a trash talk. Yeah. And I was thinking that maybe a better way to really deal with this kind of conflict with my value is that maybe I should understand why they're doing it. Maybe I should understand why this is happening on a larger scale today in this society than before there must be a reason yeah there must be a reason and if we know why if we understand why maybe we can do something with it yeah you know and the most hilarious thing is that the people that are anti these things mm-hmm. are people that aren't dealing with it or experiencing it they're just arriving to their conclusions through their yeah. own experience or their belief system which that the majority share and then forcing uh-huh. that narrative upon well, the reason people are doing this is because we don't have Christian values in this country more. We've departed from God. <laughs> like, do, do you think? Do you think somebody who's going through that thing is like, you know what, man? I want to. I want to be a woman because I just. I don't have Christ values in me, man. That's what's going on. Yeah. There is nobody that would say that to you. Yeah. Okay. Maybe there's like a very you know point prior percentage, right? Very small percentage, but mm-hmm. bro, what the fuck? And you're believing that narrative. It's not even coming from the fucking source. It's not coming from the person that's going through that. Yeah. You know? Like, Black Lives, when that happened, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, and it's been going on, people are so outraged. Well, I don't understand. I'm like, okay, why don't we just, again, like your question, pose the question yourself, why does somebody feel the need to celebrate their skin color? Yeah. I don't, as a white person. Oh, shit, because we've had entirely different lives. Mm-hmm. This is the thing they can latch onto. It's important right. to them. Okay, yeah. well, why is it important? And then slowly but surely, with conversations mm-hmm. with those people, diving deep, you start you start to understand and relate. You're like, oh, shit, I get it, man. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, you're going through something. Rather yeah. than assuming and right. dismissing mm-hmm. and just believing the narrative that's pushed to continue to keep you know, the powers that be and the systems that are in control in those positions. And it's just the most valuable thing again that personal relationship right mm-hmm. why do i have to dismiss anything yeah at all why why do i need to dismiss something mm-hmm. why do i want to dismiss something again for me personally yeah. when i feel whatever that inkling is like why mm-hmm. am i feeling that way yeah oh usually it's because i believe something that i didn't choose to believe usually that's what it comes down to yeah i believe something somebody told me about something i believe the world should look a certain way mm-hmm. because somebody told me that right yeah and then but slowly surely you start unraveling this shit and you're like well fuck man maybe i shouldn't believe that and you start developing your own beliefs and that's so cool yeah and so freeing and so enlightening ah yeah i mean at least you know taking that approach i think more than anything you know we can encourage people to be more sympathetic right yeah. I think that's the bare minimum we can achieve by doing that. Yeah, sympathetic, right? empathetic. Yeah, you know, empathy, empathy. Again, these words we're we're using them in the same way. Like coming yeah. from a place of understanding through personal yeah. relationship, like putting yourself in their shoes. Right. You know, extremely valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I absolutely. Mean, maybe that's where we should close today. Yeah. Guys, start asking why. Maybe have yeah. a little empathy. 
also have some empathy for yourself it's okay maybe you believe some shit maybe you believe some messed up things Mm -hmm. maybe you've lived your life in ways that could be considered shameful now that you're changing it's Mm -hmm. okay you don't have to be bound to be the same person you were yesterday and a matter of fact scientifically speaking you're not that's impossible right and then you know a person who is not changing or not progressing um that's a kind of depressing life right yeah yeah maybe it's why you're depressed anybody (laughs) out there listening maybe it's part of it maybe you're depressed because you're trying to fit into something you just can't yeah well thank you guys thanks for listening see you later bye